Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Your clothes shouldn't just reflect your style. They should fit your lifestyle, too. Kohl's understands that. That's why they offer an amazing selection of products and national brands that don't make you choose between fashion and function, style and comfort, work and workout, like Nike, Under Armour, Adidas, Champion, plus Kohl's new exclusive athleisure brand, Flex, balancing smart, relevant style with functional performance and comfort. Kohl's is designed to give you the look you want, for the life you lead, all at the value you'll love. So check out Coles.com. Get ready for episode 156 of the official Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club podcast, bringing you all the latest news, updates, and buzz surrounding your mighty JSU Tigers. I am the Corey C. Be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast to be notified of every new episode. Apple Podcast News, rate and review the show, and everyone, follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. It all helps the cause, which is the I love, Jackson State University. Joining me today at the roundtable is a star-studded cast, starting with the one and only Lynch Street Syndicate himself, Mike B. What up, Mike? V. Corey C. Tiger fans, what's happening? All right, man. Always a pleasure to have you on the show, man. Always a joy talking to you and uh, hearing what you have to say about these JSU Tigers in this athletics department. And of course, we have the super fan, the super insider, and Superman in reverse, Ken Clark. <laughs> what did you do, Ken? <laughs> hey, Corey C. What's up, man? What's going on, Tiger Nation? Uh, happy to be back on, man. All right, man. Hey, Ken, I just want to say before we get started, outstanding job representing Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on the She Say, She Say Sports Radio Show. And you dropped a ton of knowledge. And I thoroughly enjoyed listening. And I learned a lot. And, man, I was just grinning from ear to ear the whole time. So, everyone, (laughs) great job. I appreciate it, man. Uh, You guys have been uh, a a great uh, team to um, learn from. And it was was a joy and a pleasure to, to be on the show with Sonya. No doubt. No doubt. 
everyone check out that interview if you haven't already just go to she say she say sports on facebook or the speaker app and shout out to miss sonia stamps the host she's a proud jacksonian and she has a tremendous platform with a wide range of guests always look forward to those new episodes dropping because you never know who she's going to have on next she even had some guy by the name of the Corey c on the show a few months ago <laughs> i really enjoyed that uh, but kudos to you sonia keep it up i know you're listening uh just again keep up the great work all right last but not least making his tiger talk debut he is a JSU sports fanatic and enthusiast, and he's often the voice of reason amongst this passionate but sometimes antsy fan base. He loves to put <laughs> things in perspective for him. <laughs> Let's welcome in Mr. B.J. Strader. What's up, Tiger Nation? I'm glad to finally be a part of this fraternity and platform that you guys have created, talking JSU athletics. No doubt, man. Long overdue. Uh, we're looking forward to what you bring to the table. All right, so fellas, let's get to it. Uh, you know, we, we just wrapped up a spring football season, an unprecedented spring football season, in which a SWAC champion was crowned at Mississippi Veterans Memorial Stadium. And, this, you know, this is something that we've talked about for the past couple of years, ever since the SWAC moved the championship game to the campuses. And, you know, we've been waiting to have a SWAC championship game in Jackson, and we finally got what we've been waiting for, but something was missing. What, what was missing from this SWAC championship game in, in Jackson? Those tigers. <laughs> Corey, it was hard, man. It was hard. It was hard. It hurt. It was hard, man. We we wanted this for so long and, and to not uh, have those JSU Tigers that represented. It was uh it was painfully humbling, I'll say it that way. Oh yeah. It was like um like someone having a house party at your house, but you're not invited. <laughs> oh, Come on now. You peek it through the window at your own house party. Right. Wow. So, yeah, but uh, they say be careful what you ask for. So we, we asked for it and we got it. But, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll get another stab at it definitely we'll uh, this fall. And that's what I want to talk about, the fall season and expectations and what are we looking forward to the most. Obviously, we'll kick things off down in Miami in the Orange Blossom Classic versus FAMU. And we'll be going into that matchup with the true freshman at quarterback. Of course, we're talking about Shadour Sanders. And that's one of the things that I'm really looking forward to this fall, just his transition from the high school level to the college ranks. It's well documented. He's a highly regarded, highly touted prospect, a four-star recruit in high school and one of the best in the country at his position. But now, you know, he's given the keys to the offense of a college program. So I want to see what that's going to look like just in, in terms of him transitioning to the college level and taking the reins. I think he can handle it pretty well. Um, I always have a saying that, you know, when you sign a three-star, four-star guy, uh, once he enrolls on campus, those those stars stay at home with his mama. They, they, they don't come to JSU. But um, for Shadur, we've actually had an opportunity to see what he can do uh, during the spring. And throughout the spring, we saw that he was QB1 throughout the process, and he probably would have been a starter had he been eligible. So him coming in and being able to beat out uh, – the quarterbacks ahead of him who had already had game experience. Um, I think it bodes well for us, and uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing what, um, how well he can do. And um, I, I think he'll do a fine job. Uh, of course, it's going to take a lot of moving parts, the offensive line, running backs, of course, wide receiver course very well. But um, I think he has what it takes to uh, to be our starter and to to lead us to uh, winning some ball games. Yeah, I actually agree with uh, Mike. Um... One of the things that, that come to mind is you have a lot of um, power five schools that start true freshmen, uh, four star, five star kids come in and they take the keys right from the jump and they win. So I, I have no doubt that um, Shador could do the same thing at Jackson State. I've been following Shador since he was a ninth grader. And um, 
I never would have thought in a million years that he would be starting quarterback at our Jackson State for our Jackson State Tigers. And I'm still stoked about it, man. I mean, it's it's rare that you get a kid that's highly touted, uh, 30 plus offers um, to go play any 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 program in the country. And he uh, we, we were we were fortunate enough to get him um, in, in a JSU uniform. Uh, like Mike B said, we got a chance to see some glimpses uh, in the spring um, and him at practice, take command. And he's also playing an offense that he's familiar with. Uh, we, we saw a very limited version of what I think the offense is going to look like. I expect Shador to, to have the, the full array uh, at his disposal. And, man, he's got a, a lot of toys that he get to play with. And, and like Mike said, we expect to have a, 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 a much better offensive line. We're even going to see an upgrade at wide receivers and even at running backs. So I, I don't see any reason why Shador can't be um, – extremely successful and even possibly have a record-breaking uh year and his first year at jack state so uh the sky is high and uh the limit uh the, the expectations are high and uh, i think we we're going to be excited about what we get a chance to see i definitely agree with that um the kid is very talented um i think he will have a stable full of talented wide outs at his disposal um if we can get that offensive line going in the right direction and um, I think he can be very successful. Um, I have a saying that a QB is only as good as the weapons that are around him. So I feel he's in a great position to be very successful. Um, I think the future is bright. And now uh, one thing that, you know, you talked about, Mike, you touched on it, the fact that he got there early and got to go through an entire spring, not even a spring uh, practice or training camp, but a spring season. And you talked right. about how, how well he looked and, and, and how well he did. But I, I liken that to a red shirt season for him. But if exactly. you think about right. it, it's like he came in and red shirted. So uh, he got a chance to go up against the you know first team uh, defense and, and, and travel with the team and go to all the games and, and take it all in. So I don't think he's going to be your average true freshman quarterback. I think he really got a leg up. So going into the fall, uh, you know, that's going to give him, you know, an advantage uh, from what it would have normally been like for him. So yeah, that's definitely something I'm looking forward to. And Ken, you talked about that offense. Uh, that's another thing that we're looking forward to. Will we see the full offensive package from the court, from the offense coordinator now that he has his QB? What do you think? I think we do. I think we, um, we have an offensive coordinator that that's ready to uh, turn loose uh, his uh, most prized possession uh, or his most pr uh, proud weapon. And that's the quarterback, a quarterback that can make every throw, a quarterback that's familiar with the terminology, that's familiar with the route trees, that can actually make every single throw on the field. And um, let's say this too, a quarterback that's been starting since he's been a ninth grader. So the pressure's been high. And for the uh, for, for our, 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 our loyal and passionate fans who think that the <laughs> spotlight is too big, he was Dion's son. He's been Dion's son since he's been on his earth. So I don't think having to um, carry that, you know, that much more pressure is going to be a big deal to this kid. I think he was made for this moment. Mm -hmm. And let's talk about it. I mean, when we talk about offensive um, package, uh, you know, the question that comes to mind is, is what mix are we going to see run, 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 run versus pass, right? Um, I, I kind of, I, I got a number in my head when it comes to, when I think about Shador, maybe, you know, we're we going to air it out maybe 40 times a game. And 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 honestly, when you think about it, when you got a quarterback with the weapons that he has around him, the, the arguably, in my opinion, the best wide receiver core in all of FCS football, and even versus some Power Five schools, knowing what we have, um, in a, in a powerful offensive line, you can't stack the box on on, on a Shador. You got to actually play him honest and actually defend him because he can make those throws. And I think that's going to open up a lot for the running backs. So. 
when you have a true pocket passer, not a a, a passer that's ready to uh, take off once first sign of uh, a trouble comes awry, but you also got a quarterback that can read defenses, that can make uh, check down, that can make um, changes at the line, so forth and so on. And I think we're going to see the full array. So uh, I'm expecting to see the uh, full package, and I, I'm pretty sure the JSU faithful will as well. When you have a quarterback that has that special arm talent, the possibilities are endless on offense. As an um, offensive coordinator, you can cook up anything. You have all things at your disposal. And when you put those weapons around that special quarterback, you could, you could, I mean, you could do anything. Look at Glass at AM. I mean, there wasn't another quarterback, in my opinion, in the conference that it could have done what he did with right. that offense. I mean, he completed some throws that some quarterbacks in the conference don't even attempt to complete. So right. um, I definitely agree. And, you know, as far as the run-pass ratio, I think um, – I really think our, our, our coaches want to be balanced, but at the same time, whatever it takes to win that game, if you want us – you want to free that box up and want us to run it down your throat, I think our coaches want to do that. If you want to try to, you know, cross the line of scrimmage because we run it down your throat, then we have to whip us outside to make you pay. So I think it's whatever – it's a game-by-game game thing. But right. um, I definitely think they want to be balanced. But at the same time, I think we're going to be explosive, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, BJ is right. Explosive is the word there. Um, you know, Coach Prime is our, he's made it clear that he wants to score points and he wants to uh, really assert this offense and assert this team. So um, I expect us, expect us to do a lot of passing, and then maybe uh, if the game is very manageable, you might you might see us um, a little bit more of a round balanced team. But um, you know. They're going to give Shadur every opportunity to be successful. Definitely be a lot of expectations for Mr. Shadur Sanders. All eyes on will be on him uh, throughout the conference and throughout the nation. So uh, we definitely think, uh, you know, as Ken said, he's up for the challenge. He's been Deion Sanders' son for his entire life. So he's on phase. He's, he's pretty even killed. So I know he can uh, definitely get the job done. But uh, one thing that we're going to be looking forward to is, is that backup position because obviously we've had some uh, attrition there. Uh, we had uh, Jalen Jones. You know, we love Jalen. He decided to, to move on. Uh, Quincy uh, Casey, who emerged late in the spring as well, decided to move on. And those were two guys who we knew could win some ball games uh, for us, uh, whether it's in the spring, whether it's in the fall. So without them, now we're looking at a little bit of a lack of depth there. So uh, one of the things we're going to be looking forward to is who will emerge at that QB number two, BJ? Um, well, of course, it's football. And as we all know, this is a dangerous game. And um, and I know we're hoping that, you know, we're going to protect your door, but we also know that in any given play, all it takes is one play, and we down to our number two. So I think that is a very important point. Um, going forward, I think the development of the guys that we have on the roster or potential guys that we bring in is going to be very essential to our success. Um, like you said, they were development. And um, mm-hmm. giving those guys and building their confidence, because like we know, of course we're hoping that Shadour is healthy, but we just, you never know. Anything can happen. So, and indeed, if, you know, if he does go down, it would be nice to have somebody that can come in and can at least, you know, keep things going um, to a point to where we can, you know, win that ball game. But that's um, that's all hope for a healthy season for our starter. Yeah, I think uh, if you look at it right now, you'd have to you know, look at uh, look at Mallory and look at him as your, as your QB, too. Um, you know, he's been with the program for, for, um, for, for a while now, so. Uh, if Shadur were to go down, uh, he would definitely be the guy. Uh, but I would not be surprised uh, if uh, Coach Prime and the staff go out and, and look at some other quarterbacks who can come in and um, and if 
one who's who's willing and able to compete with Shador. Yeah, I um I agree. And um huge shout out to Jalen Jones and, and Quincy Casey. Um uh, like I said, we, we we appreciate what they did in the in the Tiger uniform and we wish them the best. Um we know this is probably the most important position that we have on the entire team, you know, for our JSU faithful. You know, we love the backup quarterback because that's always seems to be the answer to all the problems, right? Uh, but like BJ said, <laughs> you know, this is football. I mean, um, one thing I do want to make mention of um, is that, you know, usually in, in football, when, whenever you, you know, you, you, you're building a big, a good program, there's going to be somewhat of a drop off from your first year starting quarterback down to your, your QB two. Uh, but, but the thing that I think about is, is that I know, I know Mike mentioned uh, Mallory. Um, I, I think, I think Grayson, uh, Grayson, Grayson Thompson, Thompson that came in from uh, North Texas. Uh, I think he stays on the roster and I see him being our QB too. Um, reason why I say that is because when you go back into the spring, you look at who was the uh, play caller calling the game, uh, the, the signals in. Uh, he, he had a lot of activity on the sidelines, getting the plays into the quarterback that was playing. Uh, he seems to have a handle on the, the, uh, the mental side of the offense that the coaches will be running. Um, and I think that he too has had a red shirt year to be able to sit down and not have to really do much. But if you have to go to a QB two, um, we want to reiterate the weapons that we have. Uh, we, we, I still feel like if, even if it's Mallory, if it's Grayson, or if it's, um, another quarterback that the coaches decide to come in and develop as BJ mentioned, I think we'll be okay because I think we, 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 we have a lot of depth in, in, uh, in, at the wide receiver position, at the running back position, and also from what we see coming in uh, with the offensive line. So um, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see who emerges to at QB2. I will definitely see. Uh, we have, uh, you know, Mike saying maybe Mallory. We have Ken saying uh, maybe Mr. Grayson. And, you know, my question is, is he currently on the roster? Because you never know. I'm <laughs> looking for dogs. They're asking for dogs on, on Instagram and Twitter. They're sending out their information and saying, email us here, message us there. So uh, I know they have an email address where they've had over 2,000 people in the database. So, hey, uh, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Things change happens. quick, right? Things change quick. You never know. But, uh, one thing that we do know, no matter who the quarterback is, especially we're talking about Shadura keeping him, him healthy, but even if we have to go to a quarterback too, it's going to be important for him to be protected. And that, that was the talk of the spring, how the O-line performed. And, you know, you know, we, we can go back and forth on that and do a whole show on that. We won't talk about that but right now. But what, we, what I'm looking forward to is the evolution of that offensive line because I know that is a major uh, priority for Coach uh, Prime and his staff. And so with the newcomers that we'll, that we'll see as well, some who didn't get to play and some who will be trickling in over the summer, the evolution of that offensive line is definitely going to be a big question mark, Ken. Absolutely, man. I think um, we all know that the games are won and lost in the trenches and yes. uh, on the offensive yes. side. On the offensive side of the ball, man, we had a very subpar offensive line in the spring. Um, it was, it was, it wasn't, it wasn't good, and we can see that Coach Prime feels the same way because of the amount of turnover that we've seen. We've had quite a few um, players that were on the roster in the spring that played on the offensive line that has. Um, since that time entered the transfer portal. Um, we also got a lot of offensive linemen that are going to be coming in in this fall that'll be eligible to play. I mean, the names in, such as uh, Dylan Spencer, Maljon Jor, 
um, you know, Charles Johnson, uh, Javante Gardner, four-star out of Miami, Florida, man. I mean, and the list goes on and on. And we've also seen the coaches go out and uh, uh, put out a few other offers to some uh, some big-name offensive linemen that could possibly transfer in. We know that's a major emphasis of the coaching staff. Um, we expect the offensive line to be uh, much better and improve. I expect to see an entirely new offensive line uh, this this fall. Because let's let's go back to what we just said, fellas. Um, this team is going to go as far as Shador Sanders takes us. And the last thing we want to do is to see number two, which I expect him to wear number two in the fall, hmm. to go down because we have a quarterback that um, is in the pocket with offensive linemen that can't protect him. So this is going to be probably the most um, anticipated um, uh, position I think everybody would be looking to see yeah. uh, besides yeah. defensive line. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that. That's probably what I'm looking forward to the most uh, going into the fall is just this offensive line and, uh, you know, if there's any position changes, any movement there and, and you know, who, who are some of the newcomers that are going to step in. Uh, Ken, I got to correct you. Javante Gardner is from Orlando, Florida. <laughs> My bad. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, Mike, I gotta <laughs> say, we had him on the show. That's our guy. We went to the oh, yeah. day. We're both That's in true. Orlando. That's, That's why. My bad. Yeah. Brother, <laughs> uh, his brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we gotta look out for our boy there. Yeah. Let me give his brother a shout out, Mike Edward Clark. I know he's listening. That's our guy. We got it right, Ed. We got it right, man. Forgive me, forgive me, Gardner His mom as well. We got a chance to meet his mom. One wonderful lady. Yeah, Shout good out. people, good people. Yeah, so I, I know uh, Gardner and um, and and, and um, the other newcomers. They'll be definitely, um, you know, making their making their claim at, at one of those starting spots. And uh, I'm really looking forward to to just seeing how that group evolves and, and how they how they uh, gel as as the season goes on. I 100% agree with you. I mean, like you said, said games are won and lost. And um, how much we improve our depth in those areas will determine how dominant uh, we will be going forward. I mean, let's just keep it 100% honest. Championship programs are, you know, seven, eight deep in the trenches. I mean, some people go 10 deep. Right. I mean, you shouldn't really be able to tell a big difference between your ones and your twos in the trenches. You know, you know, if you have an injury, you should be able to shuffle another guy in there and get that job done. And we simply haven't been at that place on the offensive line in a long time. So um, right. I definitely agree. Um, going into the fall, that's going to be one of my um, highlights that I'm going to be watching for, especially those young guys. Like you said, um, Gardner coming out of Florida. Um, it could be – you could potentially see him coming in and, you know, potentially not even being a starter, you know, which in my eyes would be a good thing in a, in a sense because that means we have, you know – me personally, I would like to see your upperclassmen step up and be upperclassmen. But, you know, sometimes things don't go that way. But, you know, I think that will put us in a position where we can really be dominant and start building that dip right. um, in the trenches. Well, one yeah. thing I will say, BJ, real quick, is that if you don't have no upperclassmen to, to step in, <laughs> it's going to be a free for all. I had to say that, Corey. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I had to. We, hey, man, we might be left with one with one offensive lineman on the roster, man. Uh, one or two yeah. uh, in the fall, so far. Uh, but go ahead. 
And, and, and don't forget about uh, Dylan Spencer as well. I don't know if he's going to be considered an, uh, an upperclassman. He was a, a true freshman uh, last year. He played uh, actually started a couple games for, uh, for Missouri in the fall right. and then transferred mm-hmm. over. So that's another guy who sit down. So one to definitely shout him out. He's been on the podcast as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, the offensive line again. We could talk about that all day. But that's something that we're just going to be looking forward to seeing who trickles in over the summer. Obviously, we talk about that transfer reporter. We're talking about Coach Prime getting out and recruiting starting June first. So a lot of this can change. But regardless, oh, that's yeah. going to be the thing that we're keeping our eyes on. And uh, BJ, you mentioned it. We and we talk about this all the time. You know, football is one and lost in the trenches. So we can't talk about that O line without talking about the D line. That's something that we're definitely looking forward to. We need Whoa. to see more uh, much of a line throughout the the spring. Uh, the pass rush was it non-existent? Uh, we had some guys sitting out, some defensive end talking about needing pass rushers. So Mike B, is that something you're looking forward to also? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely the D-line. Um, I definitely need to see more of them from what we saw in the spring. So hopefully we continue to uh, to build on what we're able to accomplish in the spring. But uh, two things I need to see, and th- this is a key ingredient for, you know, any D-line that, that I adore. Uh, you want to have that that pass rusher. You want to get that, that guy who has 10-plus sacks uh, over the course of the season. Because uh, if he has 10-plus sacks, even if he gets 10 sacks, that means he probably has a few tackles for losses. You know, he's probably hurrying the quarterback. He's rushing some throws. So he's still, you know, making his presence felt on, on almost any drive. And in addition to that, you want to have that disruptive interior lineman who can, um, who can, you know, plug up those gaps and, and, um, and you know, create plays in the backfield and stay in the quarterback space. Um, you know, if um, so if you have that tandem, uh, you're, you're doing pretty well. So that's what I definitely need to see from this uh, defensive line. And um, looking at, the, the players that we have coming in, um, I think we can do that. I think we can accomplish that. I definitely agree. One thing that I'm excited about, you know, as Coach Prime has been saying multiple times, is he's been looking at the presents that are under the tree. And um, some of those presents are those defensive ends that um, have been really causing havoc in practice. If you talk to any of the players or if you have had a chance to see um, some of the practices, you know what he's talking about. So um, that development and seeing some of that depth build on that side of the ball is very important as well. Um, as Mike B said, yeah, you know, that edge rush is good, but you got to have those interior guys too. You know, those type of guys that demand double teams, those guys that just are disruptive and get in the backfield and just make life hard on quarterbacks because a secondary's best friend is a pass rush. I mean, it's hard to cover forever, you know, especially with today's game with the tempo, and uh, the spread and the air raid and all the different type schemes you see, I mean, defensive line is arguably the you know the most important position group on your team. It can you know you can win your games and you can lose your games. So going forward, I'm definitely excited to see that growth. Yeah, you guys are right on uh, 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 right on the money, man. Um, man, our, our D line was was um, yeah, it wasn't very good in the, uh, this fall. Uh, I mean, this spring. I'm sorry. And uh, man, I, I absolutely expect uh, it wasn't. Uh, in any way, shape, or form, uh, resemblance a, a a some of the JSU uh, most dominant defensive lines of the past. Uh, like Mike said, we got to get that ten sack guy in there. I mean, I I, I think the coaches are, are making an emphasis on that um, uh, with some of the commitments that we have, some of the guys we got coming in. Um, like he said, the presence under the tree. Uh, I, I pick it back off what BJ just mentioned regarding the, the defensive ends. I just want to see a pass rush, man. We saw in this in the SWAC championship game. Oh uh, man, they um 
you know, in the first half, first part of that game, they gave Akil Glass, some, who, who's a pocket passer type quarterback, they gave him some problems with a, with a three-man front. They just had a, a D lineman that was just um, relentless and, and wanted to get to the quarterback. So we got to have some of that same type uh, attitude um, on the defensive side of the balls, more specifically on the D line. So uh, I'm excited to see what we bring in. And, and that, it's really just that simple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, speaking of what we'll bring in and, and sticking on the defensive side of the ball, you know, we have two all swag linebackers on the roster. Of course, we're talking about Keontae Hampton and Aubrey Miller. Uh, pleasant surprise. Well, I won't say su- surprise for Aubrey Miller. We, you know, we ex- anticipated that. We expected that. But a pleasant addition, I guess I'll say, to the team uh, this spring. Uh, but that third guy, we want to know who will emerge as the third partner with that tag team, that duo. BJ, what do you think? Um, like you said, man, um, we have two outstanding backers. Um, both of them are different. Aubrey is more of a, you know, physical guy. You can line him up all over the field. He's more a little bit more versatile. And Hamp is just Hamp. We all know what Hamp is. He's certified. He's mm-hmm. shown us who he is. And I just think the coaches having more time to um, know these guys' strengths and weaknesses and where they want to line them up to be more disruptive is going to be very essential going into the fall. Um, like you said, we, as we've been talking on this whole show, depth, 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 developing depth. Who's going to be that third guy? Um, I think he's possibly on the roster. We have some young, talented guys coming in to um, to mesh with guys that are there, and I just think that familiarity with um, Coach DC and the other coaches and Coach Hart, and just getting that time for them to you know be able to develop and learn the schemes and learn where they want guys to line up and just the little nuances of playing the linebacker position. But I I definitely think the um, future is bright. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, if you follow uh, Coach Thurman and, and the style of defense that he he, he likes to run, uh, he mentioned he he started with a cover corner and and that and that and that um, shade that could get to the quarterback on the defensive line. But uh, we just touched on the defensive line be, being dominant. As we see the D line improve, I think it's going to enhance the the play of our two all swag line, uh, linebackers. Uh, we're talking about who's going to be that third guy. Uh, I think he's on the roster with KJ Arrington. I think he's pretty solid. Uh, hopefully he stays in the fold. Uh, but we got a lot of great running uh, linebackers coming in, um, young young guys. I mean, we, we, we it's probably going to be one of our most deepest position on the defensive side. And when you just look at uh, what we're bringing in as far as what we're combining, I think we're pretty healthy at the linebacker position. And I even like the the, the friendly competition between Aubrey and Hemp, saying that, you know, who's going to have the most tackles in the, in the, in the, in the fall. So, um, but I think in, in, in this past spring, they were put in some tough spots because we weren't able to get much of a pass rush. So it kind of left them out on the island, have to cover. Um, and, and that wasn't a good mix. So I expect to see them get better, um, this fall. All right, let's switch it over to that offensive side of the ball. We talked about, uh, the importance of Shador and the weapons that we'll, we'll have. And, you know, we talked about that wide receiver core was one of the best and not the best uh, in the SWAC this spring, but we're only going to add to it over the summer and heading into the fall and considering players who were sitting out this spring as well. So with such a loaded wide receiver core, how will this unit be mixed up and who emerges as that go-to top threat? That's something that we're definitely going to be looking forward to, Ken. Man, this is a, a great – uh, situation for a young quarterback to come in with a a wide receiver room with all the talent that he has. Um, we had a really good showing in the spring with uh, Warren Newman, Dalen Baldwin, as well as Corey Reed. And now we get to add uh, Keith Corbin, Shane Hooks, 
and the list goes on and on and on and on. Travante Rucker coming in, Ala Brown. All right, who emerges as that top guy? I mean, if I had to go out on the limb and pick, I think Dalen's going to do much of what Dalen does, but I, I expect to see Shane Hooks kind of uh, emerges as that mm-hmm. top threat. And yeah, he's uh, been that name in practice. Yeah, if you remember, Corey, uh, Dalen's name was popping up in practice uh, a year ago, and we mm-hmm. got a chance to see Dalen play this spring for the first time as, as a JSU Tiger. And, man, it, whatever we was was told to us that he did at practice, he did on the field. So I expect to see uh, Shane to come in and do the same thing. So if I had to go out on a limb, that's who I would choose. It's saying that um, all problems aren't bad. So I would love to be uh, Coach Jason Phillips right now because he has a good problem. <laughs> right, he's right. Going to get all, how is he going to get all those guys on the field? You know, so it's interesting to me to see what packages we use next year. What um, different types of personnel groups do we do we use? Um, all the bright spots from the spring season, we saw Dalen, like you said, Corey, and then and we saw some of the tight ends. We saw running backs. We saw some of the just the whole package of some of the weapons that we have on offense. And not to mention Warren Newman. We saw him on jet sweeps and other actions. So going into the fall, you know, like you say, in practice, we're hearing. Um, Shane's name a lot. We're hitting Keith's name a lot. And, you know, we can't even forget some of the other guys that we have on the roster. So I definitely think this is going to be one of Jackson State's deepest wide receiver corps that we have probably ever had on campus. It's going to be interesting. I think they have a chance to be really good. And um, like I said, my pick, I hear a lot of people saying Shane. Of course, Dalen's going to be Dalen. But, um, Watch out for Keith Corbin, man. I think he's mm-hmm. going to be very explosive, and I think he's going to be probably our most versatile guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's going to be very important to our offense next season. Mm. Man, you said a big statement there, man. You said one of our, our deepest uh, wide receiver cores in, in history. I know, I know a lot of history. people in the 80s and 90s history. I know that's some history buffs listening to this show right now, including your father. Hey, including BJ's father right now who said, I don't know. I mean, I mean, if we can pull that off, I'd be I'd be a happy one happy camper. But I mean, yeah. if you look back at historically Jackson State as a wide receiver course, we, we've had years where we had multiple 50 catch guys. So yes, uh, yes. But, but again, we, we have the talent. We have the talent. So I actually oh, don't yeah. doubt that. So we'll we'll save that prediction, quote unquote prediction. And uh, you know we'll 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 circle back around to it in about eight months and see <laughs> see how we're looking at that department. <laughs> yeah. All right, you're listening to Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. We are discussing what we're looking forward to in the fall, and we'll be back after this. This year, moms need to be celebrated in a big way. They've been juggling a lot. Kohl's has a spectacular selection of gifts that are gonna make all the moms in your life really feel the love. I'm talking beauty, wellness, and active gifts like people of color nail polish for that perfect pedicure or human nation clothing. Or how about new pots, pans, and kitchen gadgets for when mom starts entertaining again? Coles believes moms deserve more than a special day. They deserve to feel special every day. So get shopping and check out Coles.com now. All right, we're back. Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club talking fall season. We're definitely anticipating a big fall season from these Jackson State Tigers led by Coach Prime. We've been talking about what we're looking for on the offensive line, defensive line. We just talked about the wide receivers. So let's keep it on the offense, this running back situation. Man, I tell you, going into the the spring season that we were probably most confident about the running back situation than any other group. 
just talking about the depth. We had three guys where we were talking about potential 100-yard backs, and then one by one we kind of started to lose some guys. We started with some attrition, then there was some performance issues, and then there were injuries, and we looked up, and at the end of the season, we were uh, we were rolling with the cameraman, the guy who had been working <laughs> the camera two weeks earlier. <laughs> Name wasn't on the roster. Uh, Tiffany Green, Jay Walker were throughout the throughout the show was trying to figure out who is this guy. They just kept saying his name because he wasn't even on the roster. So we, but but he delivered. He delivered. You know, Coach Prime talked about having dogs and, and guys. Yeah, yeah. Shout out Tito, guys who are always ready. But uh, we're gonna have to add some depth to that position heading into the fall. So that's something I'm looking forward to, Mike. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Running back situation. We we got to talk about it. Um, this is a new experience for me because. Um, even though we haven't had the success and wins and losses um, over the past, you know, several years and so forth, um, I've always felt, you know, confident and felt good about the running back position. And going into the fall of 2021, um, that confidence isn't there. So this is um, kind of a, a new experience for me. Uh, Tyson Alexander, very good running back, uh, but we we do need to we do need more. We need to see more there, and. Um, you know, at this point, um, I'm really not certain as to, uh, you know, who can, you know, step in and and um, and, and make a one-two punch or one-two-three punch. Uh, you know, Ken, BJ, maybe you guys have some ideas, but yeah. um, um, I'm uh, I'm grasping for straws here. Well, I actually think we're going to be healthy at running back position in the fall. I think uh, the coaches addressed it. I know we're bringing in a grad transfer, uh, Peyton Pickett, out of uh, Liberty. He started uh, all all the games at, at running back. He's a I would say he's a 5'9", 5'10", bowling ball, 230-pound uh, uh, enforcer. Uh, he's physical. got yeah. physical back with good speed. Um, he's a problem. He, I think he can. he's definitely going to get some yak. Uh, another uh, running back we got coming in that was signed is uh, J.D. Martin. I call him a Swiss Army knife out of oh, yeah. East, Central, East, East Central Community College. I mean, Chico he's guy, a, yeah. a wide receiver converted to running back. Uh, he can catch. He can run. He's got speed. He's got it. Uh, he's elusive. I think uh, he's going to compete for a starting role. Uh, we also got the freshman out of um, Trinity Christian, uh, uh, Moultrie, who was on campus this um, this spring and uh, got a red mm-hmm. shirt with uh, season in with, with Shador. And I think um, think Tyson's going to be out for a while uh, with, yeah. with an injury. As well. uh, I think we're going to be okay at running back when you include Tito. Let's not let's not you know you throw Tito into that into that mix with. Oh, yeah. Now you're looking at a uh, a four-headed. We, we we still got good depth there. I think when you when you but I I if I had to pick a starter, I'm a, I'm gonna roll with Peyton. Uh, just but I think uh, when you look at the style of back, and I'm saying that uh, you know in, re- in reference to uh, Coach Fleet. Uh, All purpose, and, baby. Yes, and, and you look at the, the I, I see Peyton Pickett as a much bigger Ezra Gray style running back, and we know that Coach uh, Fleet he actually recruited Ezra Gray over at Alabama State. So when you look at the guys he got coming in, I think we're going to be okay at the running back position. I'm going to put an asterisk there, and I'm going to refer back to what we said earlier. Is he currently on the roster? Because if we were to record this show three months later, we could be – well, we will be talking about some new additions and some new names. So, again, question mark asterisk right there. Yep. Definitely agree. Um, As um, Casey said, like, yo, we do have some some guys coming in. Currently, they're not on campus yet, but – um. We're going to hope that, you know, they come in ready to go. Um, if everything goes as planned, I think we can have some solid depth. Um, but, of course, like you said, with these kids, you just never know. But, like you said, um, let's pray for the best. I think we can be serviceable there. 
um, have a nice power guy, have some athleticism, some catching, um, so the offense can, you know, go as it should go. Well, I just one, one more point I want to just – one quick point. I think when you have a, a surefire pocket passer, I think that's right. going to help the running game. Right. I think uh, when we saw with Jalen, uh, a, a dual-threat, predominant running quarterback, they loaded the box. You can't load the box on Shador. Matter right. of fact, Swag coaches, if you're listening, I, I really hope you do load the box on Shador. <laughs> yeah, listen. Yeah, listen. Talk with the 1400 Club. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Well, I, I appreciate I agree. that. I, that makes me feel a lot better about the position. I do remember watching Mulcher's tape, and he was pretty highly regarded. Uh, J.D. Martin, I like those. Uh, wide receiver to running back converts. You know, those guys are versatile. You can kind of, you know, get in the ball, you know, in, in the flats and, and uh, you know, motion them out wide, and, and they bring you, they give you a lot of versatility. So, uh, all right, yeah, I'm glad we had that talk. That's good. And a, another <laughs> point I would like to make on that, um, if our offensive line is as good as we think it should be, yes, sir, I think we should yep. be able to line somebody back up there and, and do what we have to do. But true that, you know, if if we don't if we don't have the line and it's not where it should be, then we're gonna have to have Barry Sanders or Walter Payton. <laughs> and I don't, we can pray on that. So that's you know that's that's hopefully that our line and you know and I trust coach and I trust our offensive staff to to get those guys up to par. And I think we're going to be ready to go. All right, fellas. Also another, uh, it was a sore spot early on and improved throughout the spring. So I'm looking forward to seeing how it can improve over the summer and going into the fall, whether it would be either the same guys or adding some, some different guys to the mix. But we're talking about their special teams uh, who emerges, especially in, in a kicker position, a place kicker, uh, kicking these extra uh, PATs and the field goals. It even, you know, punter we did were solid in the punting game, but even return specialists. I'm just looking at, uh, at this, looking forward to seeing these battles and how that'll shape up. I know, Mike, that's something that you've talked about a lot as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't like going through, you know, fits and cardiac arrests on extra point attempts. So we've got to, you know, sure up uh, that position there. And, as you mentioned, you know, Corey, it got better as we went along, but uh, we just need more consistency. We need some trust there with our kicker and uh, as, well as, as well as our punter. Return specialists, I feel pretty good. Uh, you know, Warren Newman, uh, Zay Bolden, uh, Nugget. I think those guys uh, they did a, a very good job when they when when they got their chances. So I feel good about return specialists. But when it comes to uh, these extra points and, and these these uh, intermediate field goals, the money field goals, what I call them, it's just you know once you're within 35 yard line, it should be an automatic three points. Uh, it's got to be. So we've got to uh, get better there. I agree. Um, one thing that Coach Prime made mention of in his uh, recent interview uh, talked about his philosophy when it comes to special teams. I think you're going to see, uh, he said he didn't want re- any, many starters uh, playing special teams. Uh, I think, uh, except for a few guys that, you know, your you, you, you return specialist. Uh, I don't see Zay Bolden uh, back there uh, this fall as, as a return specialist, even though I know he could. What's uh, sad about gonna... that, by the way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Nugget, man, Nugget, Nugget is, uh, he's a. Uh, to me, Nugget is uh, is probably on the roster our, our best kick returner right now. He's he's a uh, man. He is is exciting to watch him uh, get the ball. He is man. But I'll say this: uh, uh, BJ brought up a good point earlier when we were talking about the wide receiver room. Uh, we got some fast guys coming in, some good special uh, special team uh, guys um, that did really well in high school. I, the name that comes to mind is Allah Brown. Uh, oh, yeah. you, when you when you talked about how do you get some of these wide receivers on the field, well, the way you do it is special teams. I mean, you put some of your hot your, your speed guys back there. I, I'm not, you know, you, you think about a Trevante Rucker or a Ali Brown or Herman Smith. These guys that these Swiss Army knife, these guys that are 
with speed and, and, and agility and ability to make people miss. Um, you put your two best kick returners there and you even uh, put the second two best up front and, uh, and, and kind of what we saw chemo this spring, you put four good returners in, on, on special teams. Now you, now you got a, a good problem to have. So, um, but as far as the, the kicking, I'm gonna make that simple. We need a kicker. <laughs> we need a kicker, man. I, I just, I'm like you, Mike. I, I just, I, I got to a point. You know, all, all due respect, he he got better as the, as the season went on, but man, I got to a point where I was just like, you know what, just go for two. Go for it on four. Go scared. for it on. Go for two. Yeah, I was. I was nervous every time. So, coach said we need a kicker. We need a kicker. Oh yeah, I agree. Yeah. But you know what? The kicking game is one of those things that no one really thinks about until you don't have it. You know, it's like something that we just take for granted. Like, it's, you know, it's, the, it's know. a field goal or it's an extra point. But when you don't have those things mm-hmm. and you lose games because of, because of oh, yeah. it, it tires you out. We have seen as good as Nick Saban's teams have been over the last decade, we have seen him lose games because of a kicker. And that's at Alabama. Yeah, so right. who, are, who are we to not make sure that we're not up to par in that area? So – that's definitely a concern. That's a real concern going forward. Hopefully, we can get that taken care of. Oh yeah, when they when they say those missed opportunities come back to haunt you, they they really do come back to haunt you. So you have to uh, take advantage uh, every opportunity you get, especially when you lose the Alabama State game um, right. by five points and you left Correct. five points on the on the field. Right. So it's, it's one of those type situations. So I agree with you guys. All right, great stuff, guys. I know we can we can do this all day, all night. Uh, we won't. We'll wrap it up right there. But you know what? We'll reconvene and we'll do a part two to this episode and go over a few more things that we're looking forward to this fall. What do you guys think? Let's do it. Let's, let's do, do it. it. All right, let's do it. All right, fans, we'll be back. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.